0: Uh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Rightfully So. Uh, this week, we're doing something totally different, but I guess kind of the same. Uh, we're going to be talking about the movie Hocus Focus. I guess it's a, Hocus Pocus. Pocus P. Pocus. 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 Uh, I was already moving on to the next idea and didn't even finish the title. Um <clears throat> Little, little bit of a fan cast, a little bit of rhetorical analysis, a little bit of just having a giggle at this movie um, came out in 1993. Um, and it's a it's a classic tale of uh, young adults versus uh, the mythological evil, uh, in the form of the Sanderson Sisters, <clears throat> as in witches. Uh, great Halloween tale comes up every year I, I feel like it's become or is becoming a bit of a Halloween cult classic because uh, I feel like when it came out I really never heard of it but it feels like in the last few years it's becoming sort of a staple on the Disney channel and in free form and in uh, network cable is sort of like a, here's a great um, family safe Halloween Halloween movie so uh, I thought we'd just chit chat about it a little bit uh, just just for fun to take a break from all of the, this is how you write. And this is how you think. And this is, you know, uh, cause I love Halloween and why not have a little bit of fun with it? So I guess I'll just open up the floor. I don't really have like a question this week. Um, other than to be like, what do y'all think of the movie?
1: I, well, I do have a question for both of you, uh, as parents, uh, what is your opinion on the age, uh, target audience, because here's the thing. So I told my sister, um, cause we love Halloween too. And she was, I said, why don't you show the kids? you know, watch Hocus Pocus. And she said, they're at the age now where they're going to start asking questions like, what is a virgin? So she said, I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> so I'm curious what you guys think, you know, cause when I, when I first saw it, when I was seven, no idea, didn't even care. I didn't even ask. It wasn't a question in my mind at all. Uh, but at what age would you say is like, obviously young may be okay but then later on when do you reintroduce it i'm curious what you guys think
2: it's a weird one right like so i was thinking about this because the movie is and it's now on disney plus it's a it's disney i don't it wasn't originally disney i don't think but with all the mergers and things it's become a disney movie um and so i think it's situated and it is wholesome so like when I think about it like there's these <laughs> very like um I, I can't like there's nothing like in it that's like oh yeah no that's the rating is wrong you know like it's it, it, it is it, it fits it fits but on the other hand yes like it's also a movie from the 90s which I feel like are are we didn't censor things quite in the same way like we weren't as like (laughs) politically correct or something and like I I don't know I guess we just functioned where we didn't worry about you know and we being like filmmakers or whatever like we you know um I so my older daughter saw it I actually my younger daughter has not seen it but my older daughter saw it because she was told to watch it um but she just watched it a couple of years ago when she was 13 and it was fine it was you know <laughs> there were there were no questions she obviously knew what a virgin was at that point so it was sort of like i, I don't know so i guess that's okay so i
1: don't know because what's interesting is the the little sister danny she is how does she supposed to be she's like nine like <laughs>
0: He, yeah, I want to see if she's like nine or yeah. ten. She even says it. And, she, yeah. and she's like but a she's virgin
1: like, lit the candle. And I was kind of like, does she know what she's even saying? I think she's kind of just saying it because she's like, everybody's using this word and calling him that. It, and, it, and and it, it seems to bother him. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was but I say, don't know. Him. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I don't even know if she knows. Because <laughs> at that age, you wouldn't have known, right? At eight, Yeah, eight years old, you don't know yet.
0: I I don't know I feel like growing up in the the so so I kind of agree with Jeanette in this that born in the 70s um the child of free-range parenting um granted I can't speak for everybody's experience as a child but I feel like I was probably exposed to to material that may have been considered too mature for my age by like contemporary standards so like pg movies no big deal And this movie was rated pg my parents were like probably starting from like six or seven were like yeah it's pg it's fine right like a lot of disney's original animated movies were like um pg for things like um violence intense situations or violence or i mean i remember pinocchio there's like the fantasy island thing and they're smoking cigars and gambling and all that kind of stuff (laughs) um and I feel like I was even if I didn't know what it meant, I was aware of conceptions of things like virgin and whatnot but um and so the story made sense, but wasn't particularly scandalous um in the sense of like, ooh, we're talking about something sexual, right? like there's even moments where like um uh, one of the Sanderson sisters, Sarah Jessica Parker, she's like dancing with. This older guy who's dressed as Satan, and she's like, Oh, master. And like, there's this, you know, it's Penny Marshall downstairs, and she's like, What is this husky doing? So, like, there's all of like, this sort of like 80 like, latent sexual uh, or, or innuendo or whatnot sort of like floating around. But because it's never addressed directly, and, and the story quickly moves past it, I, f- I feel like it's still sort of a- appropriate for most ages, but that PG rating is still like appropriate. I feel like it might be more difficult with um, like contemporary wise, probably closer to like your preteens, your 12s, your 11 and 12 year olds. I think there's this, you know, seven to eight is nine is fine, 10 probably pushing it. But I think once you start getting to those tweens, um, they're going to start asking the questions. And then it's just going to become embarrassing and boring once you like tip over the hump, it's like into the 14s and 15s. 16 wouldn't sit down and watch it if you paid them. It's from when? What a classic
1: is it in black and white yeah
0: <laughs> i mean I, it has actual film grain when you watch it like it's it's pretty old
2: i was actually disturbed thinking through and this is me over analyzing over analyzing in quotes i'm doing air quotes you can't see it um but so what's his name and i can't remember his name turns into a cat right
1: what's Thackeray? thackeray the love Thackery, of my life Thackery. continue right so it, <laughs>
2: And then he turns back into a young man,
1: like a teenager. But the he's cutest, the cutest young man alive. Continue, yes. okay? <laughs> right. But
2: he's a cat that's been sleeping
1: in her bed, <laughs> and so
2: <laughs> that kind of bugs me as a mom, right? <laughs> like, okay, yeah, it's a cat right now, but I don't know. So, anyhow, that's that's maybe me being like the mom filter, like re- watching it now, like going no no
0: no it's 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 disney she never changed in front of her cat it was always in the bathroom (laughs) with the door firmly closed and locked she went in fully closed she came out in a a neck to floor nightgown it's it's fine it's fine
1: well there's this thing there is this thing about the the uh because of course this is seven-year-old me talking not current me the young the young attractive ghost seems to like casper thackeray i feel like as a kid i was just like these ghosts my goodness and like you said they They could be around
2: (laughs) when when these girls
1: aren't noticing, but yet, I don't know. There's something, there's something that's maybe just because there's no body to them, then that removes the, the tension in that sense, because there's no physicality to them. They're just the spirit. They're just the, the mind, not the body. I don't know. Maybe that's me going a little too (laughs) extreme. I mean, like I said, seven-year-old me was still just, oh my God, this cat is a cute boy. I am so excited right now. My two loves in life are the same.
0: <laughs> it's funny because you always get that payoff, right? Like the the girl gets to to kiss her her formerly cursed love interest, right? Because Casper ends with Christina Ricci finally getting to kiss a real life boy version of Casper. And Thackeray turns back into a... To me, the horror would be of him getting displaced by a couple hundred years. No family, no friends. You've been a cat for a couple hundred years. Welcome to Contemporary America. Good luck with that. You don't have a social security number?
1: <laughs> That's Wait, doesn't he
0: like walk or off or into some sort of like the end of the curse doesn't he like he, walk off? I
1: think into he the joins Isn't his just... little sister Emily. Yeah. Um but but on your note, I w- I'm curious is this a potential plot, you know, hole or something in the in the film? The fact that there has never been any other virgin to light the candle you know, because he says something about how he's been protecting this candle. He's been making sure nobody's, you know, let him brought back the witches, but I was like, okay, so that means that you've literally had contact with like multiple people and like, Hey, don't like that. And no one else has been like this cat talks. <laughs> this is, we should investigate this more. So I find it interesting that he got away with, uh, protecting this candle for so long and not blowing his cover of being a cat.
0: <laughs> I wonder if just just like attacking people as a cat. Just coming in like all fur and claws is like enough. Cause it looks like no one has been in the Sanders, like when the movie uh, finally introduces them to like the moment of crisis, right? So we're getting to the point of conflict. Someone has to sort of start the the the, the conflict part of the story. It looks like no one has been in the Sanderson sisters museum slash house in a long time. Like everything is just blanketed with cobwebs and it's forgotten and barely locked, right? And they're just kind of like goofing off in there. Like, I feel like that's a place where like everyone sort of stays away and it's gotten forgotten about, which I feel like in, a, in, in any kind of town, that would be the place where like the teenagers go to hang out to smoke weed. So at some point, a virgin should have lit that candle.
1: Right? <laughs> dude,
0: you would be cool if we totally lit the candle? And like, so how does that not happen? <laughs>
1: and, and while they're high, dude, the cat's talking. Oh, dude, we were high that talking.
0: night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember that cat talking to you?
1: God was so high. (laughs) Yeah, I told you not to
0: smoke it, man. What was in that?
1: (laughs) Oh, so good. Do we need to address the three witches, first of all? Okay, out of the three, I feel like I want to be assertive in my statement and say that I think Bette Midler is one of the greatest witches in television history or in film history, (laughs) challenge me. <laughs> I think more I thought- because, me more because I, I think to me, she kind of embodies everything that I imagined, a which would be when I was little v- scary for sure. Right. But then also, also, you know, conniving and, and like thoughtful, like she's not an idiot. Whereas, you know, obviously Sarah kind of takes on that part for the, for the comedy factor, but Ben, you know, uh, Winnie is basically, one of the most intelligent, but like also one of those with the tragic flaw of, you know, pride kind of gets in the way a lot of times, you know. So I feel like she's kind of the embodiment of what I always imagined a witch would be when I was when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, her 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 competence sort of belies her appearance, or vice versa, right? So like she looks a little bit ridiculous, but I was watching on YouTube sort of a behind the scenes sort of like here are some of the special features that would have been on the VHS tape when it came out. Um, and they talked to Bette Midler about crafting the appearance of, of Winnie. Like, and she's like, she, she stole the hairstyle from, you know, uh, a, an English queen. I, I can't forget it was like Mary queen of Scots or something like that. But like the crazy sort of like heart-shaped hairdo came from a queen. And she's like, I wanted her to have that Cupid bows lips because that was like, like sort of Edwardian fashion and like the rouge cheeks. Like she thinks she's very stylish, even though she has like sort of like these ridiculous sort of like protruding buck teeth. Um and and she's sort of like vain, but she's also very competent. Um she's obviously in charge of the sisters and and has some very powerful magic. And in her the way she carries herself and her confidence and the way um she can sort of turn every situation to to her benefit. I mean she's I don't know, she sells it, right? As as being something that you should be scared of. So even though she may not look terrifying in the way that like the Wicked Witch of the the East from from Dorothy, where she's totally alien and green skin and hooked nose, um, but she's almost like, a, a Wendy's almost clownish with like the white makeup and the bruce cheeks, but you get the sense you should be afraid of her. Like she is kind of terrifying. Whereas her sisters, Sarah and Mary, are sort of like the comic relief to her, Straight woman, you know, um they, their, their sort of nonsense kind of puts her, her, her competence in stark relief. Like you, you get the sense of, of her ability and her power in contrast to those
1: two.
2: Which one says, I smell children? I'm not remembering this right. Uh, that's um, that's Catherine Mary.
1: And Jimmy, that's
0: Mary.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mary's the one that always smells them. And then Sarah's the one that, that will sing to them, um, to get them to lure them in.
2: That line just so <laughs> <I> smell, yeah,
1: <laughs> there's a line I, in
0: the movie I chuckled out they're like her father was a bloodhound, and they said she could smell children a mile away or something like
1: that <laughs> I will say she is she is so good, I mean she I'm not you know not to take away obviously from Sarah and Mary when I talk about <laughs> Winnie, but the two of them are just i mean they are perfect compliments like of of Winnie's character, I feel like so. You, I feel like you can't separate the three really, you know, um yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like you don't quite get the sense of how scary Winnie is without that contrast to her sisters and like Sarah taken by herself, she's very childlike and and not intimidating and she's almost toddler like like Sarah is almost like toddler like she repeats words, she dances, she sings, um she's easily distracted um I, you Know if you were using contemporary terms, I'm like, she's somewhere on the spectrum. Like uh that that uh perseverating and, and other things that we noticed in my son when we found out he was like on the spectrum, like, oh that makes sense. And then and then Mary's just I I never feel like um Mary is ever scary, other than she makes it harder to like hide and get away. Like you can't just like hide in a corner because she'll literally sniff you out. Oh, <laughs> Like that's the thing that makes her scary. Like, uh, but but really I feel like those two, like if you took either one of them and was like, okay, this is the witch that's gonna sort of like anchor the story, I'm like, they're not that that scary. They're kind of one-dimensional, and and I feel like they're just there to sort of make Winifred that much more scary.
1: Does it ever specify or do they ever specify that like each of them has some sort of special ability? Because obviously Mary Mary has the smelling, Sarah's kind of like the um siren or you know kind of using her her singing special abilities and then Winnie kind of is the one to do the magic but I feel like they don't really go into like every witch has a trait they just kind of you know say that these are what the witches can do and take it as you will you know which I find kind of interesting like they don't they don't work too hard to establish this world and force it down the audiences throat. like this is the world of witches and here's how the, all the rules that they live by and anything like that which I kind of appreciate. I don't need that all the time.
0: <laughs> no, I thought it was really um, cleverly done because they have sort of that the movie opens with the, um, the, the 18th century sort of, you know, Thackeray wakes up and his sister's gone, Emily's gone, and they establish that the witches live in the woods there and that they're scary and that they want, it, they want children to get young. And they establish the roles of each of the witches, right? Because Sarah's singing, and then you know um, when when Thackeray is hiding in the house, you know Mary's sniffing him out. So like that that opening action does a really good job of sort of establishing the role in each individual character and and how and why they're they're terrible scary witches. Uh, and, and then we get to you know jump cut to to modern Salem. Um, so it, it's a nice in terms of like filmmaking, it's a nice. Um, economical way to do a lot of exposition, right? Because otherwise, and then they, and then they sort of, um, they support it by having the, um, Allison give like a little mini tour of the Sanderson house slash museum and like read some of the placards. So, okay, well, now we know what the MacGuffin is. It's the book, right? And then the candle's the thing that's going to bring him back. So now we've like set up the scene, we're ready for the action to start. So those two things together, I think, do a really good job of of building as much of the world as we need in like 15, 20 minutes, which is great because this movie doesn't run very long. It's like 75, 85 minutes.
1: I was going to say, it's kind of, yeah, it's Disney. Oh, it's an hour and a half. So, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's it's just under just just around 90 minutes. So they don't have a lot of time to like world build.
1: I will say, um, <laughs> speaking of Allison and her, did they specify what her parents did for a living? I think so. OK, so we're just going to accept the fact that she lives in this mansion and not <laughs> blink or.
0: <laughs> it's got to be the biggest house in Salem, right? Like, it literally has a grand staircase for her entrance. like. <laughs> and of course, it is a period Halloween party, so everyone is dressed period appropriately. You mentioned before we started recording, you're like, this, this level of excess <laughs> is sort of jarring in this day and age, right? Or like, not only does her family throw like the biggest Halloween party in the entire town, but like it's themed, and then everyone shows up in the appropriate themed costume. Like you don't have that random dude that shows up and he was like, "Oh, I thought we were doing Bud Light party, right?" <laughs> like, no, 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 you're not wearing Renaissance. You you have to go you're out the back through the through the servants' quarters door. Just
1: yeah. <laughs> By contrast, too, we have a uh Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall's house and she's like in her curlers and you know which by the way their their entire scene I mean they are just fantastic I think that was probably my introduction to Gary and Penny Marshall and I feel like that was all I needed and I fell in love with them (laughs) so
2: that That that's what it is is it's like the comedic that sort of comedic genius layered on you know like they are the these witches are scary but because of this comedic layer that's part of how it's okay for small children to watch this right like so there's this not it I I think that's part of the magic of it right like sorry to use a pun like that but not sorry to use a pun like that like I
1: I appreciate it (laughs)
2: it's like that's that's why it works that's why it is wholesome that's why you know it's like okay so kids can watch this because it's not you know like (laughs) to throw back to another 90s movie the craft um (laughs) or something else where you're just like oh yeah no my my eight-year-old can't watch this (laughs) you know so the comedy
0: yeah the craft was quite the movie uh no way those girls were high school age i'm just saying (laughs) um classic sort of like late 90s early 2000s problem of casting people in their 20s and 30s Mm -hmm. as high school students um yeah, but yeah, that, that movie has a certain intensity to it as well. Um no real comedic relief. Um, which is so not okay for kids. So not okay. Um Faroza Vulcan, that movie is terrifying. Boy, oh, her descent into madness. <sighs> Hope she didn't go method for that, because it was spooky. Um <laughs> Bet Midler. Oh, oh, and then the whole moment, um, the the, the anachronism of of um Winnie just capturing that contemporary music right you can't have Bette Bette midler in a movie and not sing obviously right so she does the whole like i put a spell on you to like and sings that song to bewitch the whole town but like a contemporary version i'm like she's been underground for like 200 years but she just she got like okay so it's this is the beat this is the key okay ready boys follow along watch me for the changes ready set go i put a spell on you (laughs) Magic. Like was someone like off camera with like for Winnie with like the lyrics, you know, just
1: what did she do? She's got a teleprompter in the back, and <laughs> it's also got like underneath the normal, you know, the song lyrics. It's also like, and here's the spell. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> here's how to move your hands to make sure that everyone gets cast under your spell.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a subtle bit I didn't notice the first couple times, like because I've seen this movie a few times, both partially in its entirety. Um, but that whole scene where she's singing, I this time I noticed all of the hand movements, and they were very deliberate. I'm like, oh, she's she's not just singing; she's deliberately casting a spell. Like there's hand motions and gestures that she's doing very deliberately, and and I'm like, well, that was a nice, you know, in the biz we call it stage work. That's a nice bit of stage work, right? Like, of of, of sort of weaving it together and and having sort of like these very deliberate actions to go with the words so it's not just her sort of like hamming it up and singing it's you know cast i'm very deliberately literally like weaving this spell to bewitch these people
1: and i loved that aspect too of of you know their witchery uh the fact that there was so much physical kind of element to their magic because, you know, they have the classic march that they do, you know, <laughs> the <laughs> as they're going down, you know? And then even when they were saying some of the spells, um, like when they brought uh, Billy, you know, back from the dead and they have their little chant, you know, wiggle thy toes, open thy eyes, you know, and they have that chant, but at the same time, there is so much kind of physicality to it. And I, I feel like that is kind of what I always imagine with witches too, because you always, you know, you whenever you read the stories or the kind of the old classic stories, there was some sort of, you know, either they're around a cauldron doing some sort of dance or something like that. So I kind of appreciated that they incorporated that. And it wasn't just so much of like, Oh, I'm just going to say a few words and hocus pocus, you know, it's more, it's more like active, uh, it's very ritualistic, right? Mm -hmm, It's it's very
0: ritualistic, which obviously has its roots probably in like the Catholic church. (laughs) Um, you know, like, the host and in the breaking i'm like i mean you think about it like the catholic like a full catholic mass is very ritualistic not only is the they're doing the intonations in latin but there's also very deliberate actions that happen you know from rinsing their hands to breaking the bread for the host and for pouring the wine and getting. so of course you know the inverse of that you know packs with the devil or invoking the devil or invoking that magic has got to be the same right there has to be some sort of like ritual that goes with it um, you can't just, it's not just creation by edict. Only God can do that. Uh, there's gotta be some sort of, of physicality to it, right? The completing the ritual, if you will.
1: Um, I do have a question for everyone. Could there be a hocus pocus too?
0: I just saw an IMDB that they're filming it too.
1: What? And where, <laughs> but where does, where does it take, where do we pick up? Are we going to follow, you know, Allison and, and Max or, uh, or Danny, just Danny. I don't know. I'm curious. Or none of them. And all of a sudden the witches come back many, many years later and they come back, they come back in 2020 and they go,
0: (laughs) (laughs) go, we're we're going back into our, (laughs) so it says here that three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. Um, and right now it looks like they got Sarah to come back for it. I don't know if really? this is this is true but like according to IMDb they're saying that they've got uh, Kathy Sarah and Beth all to come back to reprise their roles as the Sanderson sisters.
1: Really? Oh my gosh.
0: Um, I think it would be interesting if it was um like three like teens or preteens cuz that feels like the Disney thing to do. Um who who are sort of like the original characters are sort of like laughing at right. the idea of this stupid myth and then the story of when the that time the Sanderson sisters came back and they're like Got their cell phones, like, haha! We're gonna do a TikTok challenge. We're gonna light the virgin candle, bah, right? And then Danny's obviously yeah. gonna be like middle aged at this point, with her own awesome house somewhere in in Salem, right? Uh, she's, and, got um, <laughs> yeah, she's
1: got Allison's house. Yeah, she's <laughs> Allison's house. She's moved in.
0: <laughs> she's a real estate lawyer, and she foreclosed on it. Um...
1: <laughs> oh God! If they take selfies with the witches, like. <laughs> Oh, this this could hurt. This could be painful. <laughs> it, it it could be rough.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it'd be cool if they could, you know, tie back to the original film, like have Danny um as sort of like a middle-aged mom who's like, Oh, these damn kids, you know, we barely beat the Sanderson sisters last time, and she's the one trying to speak, you know, sense to all the adults, and the adults are like, Look here, you crazy old cat lady, you know. And so okay. of course it's up to the teens <laughs> then to to figure out how to to stop the Sanderson sisters with the help of the crazy cat lady that lives down the street.
1: She probably did get cats. After after having Binks, she definitely got more cats.
0: <laughs> she has 13 black cats. That's, that's the pitch.
1: <laughs> On behalf, speaking for all cat ladies, I feel like that was a move that I would make, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's just rescuing all the black cats because it's Salem and she doesn't want anything to happen to them.
1: Right? <laughs> Black cats are the best.
0: Yeah. yeah, They are the best. They're the sweetest things.
1: They don't have to talk.
0: (laughs) No. It is a bonus, though. It is helpful.
1: Yeah,
0: that's the other uh, side effect of getting old is some of your favorite uh, films from when you were a child start getting remade.
1: Uh, I know they're doing that with Ghostbusters, too. too uh i'm excited excited too but i'm also afraid you know as as we are now whenever they redo stuff it goes (sighs) because the last redo ghostbuster remake you know wasn't what Hmm. i
2: feel like i don't want to be too mean (laughs) no
0: i feel like that one was tangential to the book ghostbusters like i see what they were trying to do which was interesting right was that doing an homage to the original in the sense that those three inspired this huge like franchise spinoff, right? And there was all these different cities in America and they all had their own local Ghostbusters. And then these three women, three women, uh, decided to sort of like pick up that mantle because no one else would, right? Sort of like New Yorkers, like poo-pooing the whole thing. Um, not again, not here, not in the greatest city in America. Uh, but it always felt somewhat tangential to the originals in that they sort of borrowed ideas, but they didn't know, the directors and the writers didn't understand what made the original film so good. And what makes me hopeful about this new one is that uh, Jason Reitman, his father did the original Ghostbusters movie. He's gone back to those original movies. He understands the formula. He's carefully cherry picking elements to tie those two universes like very tightly together. And very much make this a continuation of that original universe right not just pay homage to it but like actually make it a continuation and and give it its due right like the fact that they're moving into egon's old farmhouse and that you know they're they're sort of rediscovering what it means to be a ghostbuster and and what they actually accomplished and all that good stuff so i'm really hopeful for it like it looks good and i've already got my ecto-1 ready to go up there you can't see this on the podcast but i have a lego ecto-1 that i built um with my son, you know, I put that thing together. Uh,
1: It's amazing. (laughs) Those are good signs
2: because I feel like largely a lot of, I think why we're feeling like these reboots are kind of like, is because it feels like some of these are just literally, let's put this in this time. So we're we're moving it up to present day and then we're going to just swap genders, right? Like, so we're going to just make the Ghostbusters women or um, like even Oceans 8 or um there was a whole thing with um speaking of 90s movies um he's all that and now there's she's all that all you that, know and yeah. so it's like this almost like that's enough right like we're just gonna swap genders and so then, <laughs> but it's like it's it inherently changes it I mean it's like I don't know it, it's not i don't know it
0: does like doing a gender swap changes how the story functions and i think the other problem too is there is this idea that the ip is enough like the intellectual property is enough right like we have this label we have the brand name we're putting nike on the side so obviously it's nike right um and i think that's misunderstanding what makes those films so popular and so near and dear to our hearts Mm -hmm. right um like Ocean's what? 8 I didn't think that was a bad movie it was bad say but it didn't have the spark of the origi- original no. oceans and i think it's because the interpersonal dynamics weren't quite there they're like yeah we got a team together and it's a heist film and i'm like but the interpersonal interactions weren't they weren't as convincing right? We, right there wasn't that sense of camaraderie they very felt much like an assembled team of strangers who did the thing and then they moved on mm-hmm. um and the ghostbusters the gender swap just felt like they had zero clue what made the ghostbusters funny because it wasn't deliberately a comedic film, it was a horror film that happened to be funny. Like the original Ghostbusters was a horror film that happened to be funny. Whereas I feel like the new Ghostbusters or whatever they called it, um, was trying to be funny with horror elements. And I'm like, right. they they missed the mark there, right? Um and then uh, what was the other one you mentioned? Because I saw that one too. Oh and he's all that just,
2: and she's all that
0: oh he's all that like it's it, it doesn't work when I was
2: no, you have to I, understand how I, g- well, gender
0: changes things. Like, it, it
2: didn't, it didn't. <laughs> the charming parts of the movie are gone. Like, so with the original, um, Brock is the stupid but famous, um, real world, uh, celebrity, and there is no Brock, and so then you're sort of like, oh, okay, you know, like, and he was you know that that was i felt like so that piece it was just inherently a different film not having that character and then um they they tried to speak back to it so rachel lee cook who's originally i I I forgot her name but the lead in the 90s version is the mom um Mm. but it's it's kind of cringy because uh addison ray is this um TikToker and she's the main character now. And it's just like, it's, it's, I don't know. It didn't the other problem too, well, is we're no longer the
0: target audience for these things. The remakes aren't necessarily <laughs> for us. Us.
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: I, that's the, the that's, thing I, I struggle though, with sometimes.
0: I'm like, maybe it's not for me. And that's part of the problem, but. <laughs> but
1: that's, that's, I guess that's part of my fear with like the Hocus Pocus too, is that part of it was the dynamic between and Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what was made it super relatable to as a kid, because here you have this older brother, younger sister kind of dynamic. And so as much as he doesn't want to be around her during Halloween, you know, then all of a sudden he protects her and has to, you know, fight for her. And so it's kind of neat to see their bond grow through the movie. Meanwhile, he's trying to impress this crush that he likes, Alice, you know, so it's, that was such a relatable dynamic um, I feel like on multiple levels where at, because you had the romance, but you also had that sibling relationship too. And so with having three, would you say three like preteen or teenagers?
0: It says are the ones young that find women. It just says okay. young women. So I'm going to guess teens. Yeah. Although that, the use of the word women suggests maybe even like 18 to like 20. Okay.
1: Cause that makes me think it is going to be a different type of movie then they've kind of taken out maybe some of the what made hocus pocus such a classic for kids now i feel like it's going to be a different like that's why i think that my fear is kind of like i made that ghostbuster comparison you know like now they're doing something that the female ghostbusters were trying to do where it's they're they've taken the wrong elements i think and are trying to recreate it and it's like oh but you took out some really important stuff here you know <laughs>
0: i mean that's a great point because hocus pocus really isn't about the conflict of the sanderson sisters it's really about that dynamic between allison and and danny and her her brother um and how that relationship is sort of like strained and and tense mm-hmm. and then the 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 crush dynamic is sort of awkward but like allison is is not some damsel in distress right like she fights she gets in there and she cuffs with the sanderson sisters too and in fact you know, defends uh, Danny and her brother a couple of times, right? Um, so there's that cooperative element there and that their their bond between the brother and Allison becomes um, more genuine through that experience um, and, and less sort of like awkward crush. But I feel like yeah. what story, where's the, where's the conflict, where's the dynamic when you start with sort of like, I guess we'd have to see the characters in the story, but... You know, there's always that fear that they grabbed the wrong element of the story and, and focused on that. And if they just focus on a fight with the Sanderson sisters, it's gonna be kind of blah, honestly. That's what
1: I mean. I'm I'm afraid that they're just going to go back to, you know, using some of the classic lines or making some similar references, but more updated references for the for the sisters rather than focusing on the dynamic that kind of made Hocus Pocus so special, at least in my opinion. But yeah, and, and, and are longer, they gonna have a they're... talking cat? Really at the end of the I day. Mean... <laughs>
0: Does Thackeray come back? You know,
1: oh, Once again, Thackeray
0: returns as the cat. <laughs> like, you, how did really this happen again? again? Son of a. <laughs> I mean, if that happens, he has to have a moment where he's like, god a cat again. I was done being a cat. I got to walk off into the sunrise. My sister. Right. Back in the cat.
2: It's got to be a cat, yeah. though, because witches don't. They, they don't have dogs.
0: That's their familiars. They, they don't.
2: Right? <laughs> it's a cat thing.
0: Although witchcraft literature suggests that cat. they had multiple. Uh, th- Cats are the most obvious familiar, but like witchcraft literature suggests, a variety of familiars—spiders okay. and lizards and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think I've come across as dogs because dogs are man's best friend.
1: But but cats really need to be in it because they're the ones that are perfect.
0: Uh, okay, I'm not. I'm not, gonna note- I'm not even going to apologize.
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to apologize. <laughs> all of respect.
0: Well, this is a fun discussion um but i think on that note uh we'll we'll wrap it up here for, for what do you this. mean on that i just i can't i can't do better than that fun putting you off now um and i I'll certainly la- don't want to do worse
2: oh <laughs> uh, it's okay <laughs> i also feel like we've used our 20 minutes
0: um we've used our 20 minutes and then some so uh, i don't want this to run too long but this is a great conversation i really enjoyed it and um uh, yeah that'll do it. I think that'll do it for 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 this week uh We'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh rhetoric discussions uh next week so uh if we uh i guess at this point we have another awkward sign off I just don't know how to end this one other than- a muck, a
1: muck, a muck. <laughs>